Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back to another episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. As always, I'm so glad that you're tuning in, hanging out with me, and learning more about no-nonsense nutrition so that you can reach and exceed your big, powerful goals. Whether you're looking to change your relationship with food, change your body composition, or change your health and quality of life, nutrition can help you do all of those things and it is so undervalued and underappreciated. So your continued commitment means so, so much to me. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else with anyone else. So thanks for buckling in and taking this ride with me. Today, we are talking about eating more to weigh less. And I know that doesn't make any sense when you first hear that, but I am going to tell you why sometimes that is the solution to seeing the success that you crave. I cannot tell you how many times I have spoken with a client or a potential client where she's telling me that she's eating so little. She's cutting her calories and she's trying to exercise more and the scale is going absolutely nowhere. Maybe this is something you can relate to and it's super frustrating right? You're putting in all the effort. You know that fat loss requires a caloric deficit, meaning you're eating less than you're expending by way of movement and just everyday life. So if I'm eating very little, why the hell am I not seeing results, Nicole? And this is something that I hear from a lot of women. In part, diet culture is to blame because you and I have been taught this message that we need to eat less, eat less, eat less in order to take up less space. And that works until it doesn't. And maybe that's where you are at. So if you are frustrated because you're not seeing progress and you are genuinely trying to watch what you eat and be mindful of your consumption, this episode is for you because I am going to tell you how eating more can result in weighing less. If your weight hasn't budged in forever and you have been actively trying to lose body fat, you might be under eating. If you experience frequent mood swings and what feels like blood sugar fluctuations, you might be under eating. If you're chronically constipated and unable to go to the bathroom, you might be under eating. If you're always cold, no matter what the temperature is and or you're losing hair by the handful, you might be under eating. If your energy is in the gutter, your libido is nowhere to be found and your cravings are through the roof, you, my friend, are likely under eating. And here's why this happens. Because you want to lose weight. So you start a diet and you cut calories. 
And then you fall prey to the restrict, binge, restrict cycle. Because you can't be in an extreme caloric deficit forever. That just sucks. Nobody likes being hungry 24-7. It does not work. So you try to strong arm your way into restricting and only eating a very few amount of calories throughout the day. And late at night, perhaps on the weekend, you have this, I deserve to treat myself mindset. And then you end up eating copious amounts of calories. And then you feel really bad about yourself and you go back to restricting. If you do this for long enough, your metabolism will start to adapt. There are these things called metabolic adaptations, and I've talked about them before here on the podcast. But essentially, it's when your body says, hey girl, I'm not getting enough food, and this has been happening for a while now, so in an effort of self-preservation, I'm going to drop energy drop libido and all reproductive health, and I'm going to spike your hunger and your cravings. (laughs) So the body stops responding like you think it should, because now your hormones like leptin, which tells you when you're hungry and when you've eaten enough, are all out of whack and you feel like you just don't even understand your body anymore. Can you relate to this? I know so many of you can, because I can't tell you how many times I have asked someone to keep a three to five day food log. Let's take a look at what you're eating. And I am amazed by how little you and these women are nourishing their bodies as if you're not worthy of feeding your body and eating on a regular basis. You are, you are, you are. So let's talk about what you can do about it. If this feels like you and you think, wow, geez, I always thought I had to eat less, but maybe I'm not eating enough. Here's what you can do about it. First and foremost, I'm going to need you to repair that relationship with food because we know all actions start as thoughts. And if your current belief system is food is scary, my body doesn't know how to use calories, calories are bad, the less I eat, the better I am as a person, we've got to do some major mindset work. Go back and listen to last week's podcast episode, episode number 31, where one-on-one nutrition coaching rock star Liz is sharing how she mastered her mindset in order to see amazing results. All lasting progress starts in the brain, my friend. So first and foremost, repair your relationship with food. And that's probably going to start with the stories that you're telling yourself. Your body is amazing. Affirm that as often as you need to. And your body needs a whole heck of a lot of calories just to exist. There's something called your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. And this is the number of calories that your body would need if, God forbid, you were in a coma and you were doing nothing but just existing. Your body would still need a significant number of calories in order to do so. Calories are not reserved for people who work out or for people who are genetically tall. (laughs) That's not how this works. Your body needs calories. Hard stop. The number of calories your body needs does depend on variables like your height and your weight and your gender and your activity level, but your body knows what to do with calories. So if that's a limiting belief that you currently subscribe to, that calories are bad and the less you eat, the better, you got to change that story because it's not serving you. If you are someone who can 
know the numbers. You understand calories. They don't set you into a self-sabotage spiral. For some of us, especially those of us who are recovering from disordered eating, knowing calories and becoming obsessed with the numerical data is sometimes a detriment instead of a benefit. And if that's you, I just want you to mute me for a second. If you are okay with knowing the numbers, I want you to go to the tdeecalculator.com. This is something that you plug in your biometrics, height, weight, gender. If you know your body fat percentage, you can plug that in as well. And it will tell you what that basal metabolic rate is, what that number is each day. And then when you add your activity level, it will tell you how many calories you need in addition to that BMR. So your TDEE is something we call your total daily energy expenditure, which is the number of calories that you would eat if you wanted to maintain your current weight and your current activity level. Now, we know that fat loss does require a deficit, so if you wanted to lose weight, you would just shave a little bit off of that TDEE number. Go ahead and go to this website. I'll drop it in the show notes below just in case it's a little confusing. There's a lot of D's and E's and T's in there, and I want you to take a peek at it just to affirm the fact that your body needs a hell of a lot of calories, and that is okay, girlfriend. Because you cannot be afraid of food if you are ever going to create life-giving and sustainable results by way of eating it. You just can't. So do not be afraid of calories. Now, what I think is ultimately helpful for most of my clients, sometimes I'll give them this caloric data, but in the long run, I don't want you to track. I do not want you to need to rely on an external measure like a calorie counting app to tell you whether or not you've done a good job throughout the day, because ultimately your body will tell you that. Are you feeling energetic? Are you feeling like you're ready to work out? Or are you struggling to recover? Are you struggling to feel like you can get through the day? Are you noticing that you're sleeping well? You're going to the bathroom consistently. How are your moods? These types of things, in addition to hunger and fullness cues, will tell you everything you need to know. But I understand that a lot of us are bad at listening to our bodies. It's something that we've not really paid a whole lot of attention to. And so now we almost kind of drown out the signals that our body sends us and they don't really mean a whole lot anymore. So the numbers can be helpful. I don't want you to be afraid of them, but know that a big part of long-term success is ultimately to stop focusing on calories and start focusing on nutrients. I don't want you to know that you need X number of calories each day. I want you to listen to when you're hungry, listen to when you're satisfied, and know how to build a well-balanced meal based on the three essential macronutrients that all of our bodies need. Proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And I did a whole episode all on macronutrients. So if you're feeling a little behind, go back and tune into that episode. Because slow, sustainable weight loss, which is the best kind of weight loss if you want it to stick around, is achieved by decreasing your caloric intake gradually while maintaining an adequate nutrient intake. And what I mean by that is when you typically go on a diet... That diet teaches you how to cut your calories significantly. And so what that might mean is you don't pay an ounce of attention to what nutrients you're eating. You are focusing exclusively on how many calories you're eating. So if that fat-free option 
has a hundred fewer calories, guess what you're eating? That fat-free option. Regardless of the fact that healthy fats are essential for optimum functioning, if that 100 calorie snack pack is full of junk and processed sugar, you don't even look at that because you know it's only 100 calories and you have that left in your daily allotment. I see women who are obsessed with calories failing to factor for nutrients. Your body needs to be nourished. If you're not, that will play out in bad ways for you. The next time you go get a blood panel, take a look. Are you deficient in anything or are you getting all of the essential vitamins and minerals you need? Those are what we call micronutrients. But more than that, are you getting enough protein? Are you getting enough carbohydrate? Are you getting enough healthy fat? Those are macronutrients. And if you focus on getting nutrient dense meals and snacks throughout your day, you will have a much easier time losing weight and feeling satisfied even when you're in a caloric deficit. Because you can learn how to cut calories safely without eating less nutritious food. I encourage my clients to eat the real thing. I don't want you to get the sugar-free, fat-free, reduced whatever version. I want you to learn how to eat the real thing in an appropriate quantity and how to balance that with other nutrients. This is where most diets fail. Diets don't do this. Diets say, hey, you need to eat less, eat less, eat less at any cost whatsoever. And so if that means that you're drinking copious amounts of diet soda, that's cool, girlfriend, because it's zero cal. But my friends, your body needs nutrients and she knows what to do with calories so long as they're coming from whole, well-balanced sources. This is why my one-on-one nutrition coaching clients start by adding more. I never take on a client and start her journey by saying, hey, you need to eat less of this, or hey, you just need to eat less overall. Because you know where that sends us? Right into the deprivation restriction mindset. I can't have that, food is bad, I need to be afraid of eating because my body can't handle this. That is complete nonsense. What we do instead is make sure that they're eating enough. They eat more protein. They eat more vegetables. They eat more fruits and smart carbs like whole grains because chances are you're not eating enough of those things. And by eating more of the nutrient-dense foods, you have less room for those sweet and salty snacks that may be lacking in nutritional value. And when you consume them in copious quantities, guess what? They add up to be a heck of a lot of calories. This is how you can eat more and end up weighing less. You're eating more volume, you're eating more nutrients, but those things are much better for you. Your body's gonna use them. And so it ends up being fewer calories overall. Let's compare two women. The first woman restricts. She's trying to diet. She knows she needs to eat less. And maybe she skips breakfast to save calories for later. And maybe she has a salad at lunch, but she only has greens and a protein. No carbs, no fats, no snacks. And by the end of the day, that woman is so deprived. She is so undernourished 
Maybe she's even shut off her hunger and fullness cues because your belly will growl, your head will feel foggy for a while, and then what happens? It just goes away. Because if you're not going to pay attention to it, your body is not going to waste energy telling you that she's hungry for you to just ignore her. That woman comes home, maybe she eats two to three servings of dinner because she's just so hungry. She might have a normal-sized dinner and then binge on nighttime snacks while she's watching The Bachelorette. Or maybe she muscles through Monday through Friday and then has a I deserve this kind of weekend where she's having pizza with her family and going out for date night with her husband and having brunch with girlfriends on Sunday. Take person number two. This woman, she eats well-balanced meals frequently throughout the day. And maybe she enjoys a small sweet treat before bed. But because she's nourished, because she's focusing on giving her body the right things and not obsessed with quantity, there's no binging because there's no feeling of deprivation or restriction. She's not dieting. She ends up eating fewer calories than woman number one, but she's eating more food more frequently. Does that make sense? Woman number two always reaches her weight loss goal faster, but more sustainably because you cannot starve yourself to sustainable results. You can't. You will always end up in the restrict, binge, restrict cycle. Or you can strong arm your way for so long and eventually under eating, under eating, under eating will result in bone mineral density loss, muscle loss, and now you're getting injured and you have all sorts of negative health consequences. Starving yourself undernourishing your body will always come back to haunt you. Take this from someone who underate chronically for several years. And I like to think that my discipline is pretty darn great. And in this case, it served as a detriment because I was able to strong arm my way, eating very, very few calories each day, exercising several hundred calories each day. And ultimately, multiple stress fractures, no period for over three years. Reproductive health just stopped functioning because that wasn't my body's priority. She was trying to keep me alive and I wasn't listening. Came back to bite me in the butt, which is ultimately why I do what I do. But you guys know that. For many of us, incorporating more nutrients into our day, leaving less room for quick calories that don't actually give us anything, will help us achieve the results that we're looking for. There are a select few of women who will have dieted down so aggressively to the point where they need a reverse diet. And this is something that you don't hear a whole lot about, but I have worked with a handful of women who dieted down so much, they were eating so few calories each day that their body had metabolically adapted and they were seeing zero change occur. They need to go through a repair and a recovery process over a series of months because now they have nowhere left to go. Once you hit a thousand calories, you can't go beyond that and live and survive and have a good quality of life. You cannot. Where do you go from there if you haven't reached your ultimate weight loss goal? You go up. You start gaining weight because now your body is saying, I need more food and you become a ravenous monster. The way to avoid that type of reaction is to go into a progressive reverse diet. Slowly, I help these women add calories back into their diet incrementally 
and they're increasing one, two, maybe three of their macronutrients so that they can increase their weight to a healthier level without losing all control around food. Now, once they get there and they sustain that for a period of time, you can go back into a fat loss phase, but it is a much longer process. And it's basically the diet after the diet. If you've dieted down so aggressively, maybe you thought fat loss was a 365 day out of the year process, which it isn't, right? Fat loss must be periodized. You have to have periods of maintenance. You might even have periods where a couple pounds of weight gain is normal. Hello holidays, right? You have to give your body a break. She's not designed to lose fat all of the time every day throughout the year. It doesn't, doesn't work. You will ultimately be one of these women who is eating very little and is no longer losing weight. In fact, you may be gaining it and you just don't understand why. This is something called a reverse diet. And I don't want to go too deeply into this because one of my one-on-one nutrition coaching rock stars is currently in this process. She went through her reverse diet after losing over 100 pounds, and now she is getting ready to dive back into a fat loss phase because she's done the reverse process safely and sustainably. And so I invited her to join the podcast, and I'm going to interview her because I think this is something that a lot of you can relate to. So stay tuned for that. I want you to ask yourself, if I'm not currently seeing results, is it because A, I'm just not being as consistent as I'm telling myself that I am? There's no shame in this. It happens a lot. You think you're putting in 80% of the effort and in reality, it looks more like 60%, which maybe just isn't enough. You have to be more consistent more often. And that might mean finding a less restrictive strategy that you can actually stick with. Is it just that you're not being consistent enough? B, is it that you're subscribing to a solution that's not designed for your body? It's just not a good fit. I'll be the first to say low carb will never be my preference. I don't want to live the rest of my life without carbs. You might not want to either, but you're subscribing to a low carb diet, which is never going to work out for you in the long run. Or C, could it be that I am chronically eating too little? And I'm failing to give my body the nutrients that she needs in order to function optimally. It might be a combination of those, but be honest with yourself. Is it A, B, or C? Does it boil down to consistency, the solution you're subscribing to, or that you're not nourishing your body adequately? This is something that happens to a lot of us because society says, hey, eat less. That's always the solution. And I will be the voice of reason here to share no nonsense nutrition with you till I'm blue in the face that that is not always the case. I want you to learn how to think more like an athlete who trains and who fuels her body, not like a dieter who exercises and diets to get the body she wants. And I hope you can see how those mindsets differ. Food is fuel. It's also joy. It's also pleasure. It's also a social dynamic. And I want you to enjoy all of those things. Exercise is wonderful, but I want you to move your body because it feels good and because you love it. I don't want you to subscribe to a mindset where you have to eat less, starve your body in order to shrink your frame and exercise for endless hours because calories. I want you to know 
that you do not have to be obsessed with calories if the goal is to find an appropriate quantity of food and an appropriate balance of the quality of food that you're eating, proteins, carbs, and fats. You don't have to be obsessed with calories. In fact, I encourage all of my clients to wean themselves away from calorie mindsets because when you're 40 and 50 and 60 and 70, do you want to care No, you want to feel confident that you can fuel your body, eat an appropriate amount of food for the body composition that you want, the health that you want, and the life that you want to live. And you want to know that you can build a meal or a snack, whether you're eating out or you're in the comfort of your own kitchen, and know that you are meeting your body's needs. And that's what I want for you. So badly, it's what I want for you. If I can help you with this, as always, as always, reach out. I will drop my nutrition coaching application link in the show notes below because this is exactly what I help my one-on-one clients to discover and apply in their everyday lives. Guys, food is tough. And if I can make it a little easier, a little more fun, and a little more freeing for you, I want that. And if you take nothing else away from today's episode, I want you to know that the solution to reaching your weight loss goal is not always eat less to weigh less. Sometimes we need to shift our focus to eating more nutrient-dense foods in order to reach our sustainable weight loss goal. Before we Cut ties for the week. I have a big favor to ask of you. So many of you have left amazing reviews and you know this just lights up my week when you do that. If you have not already taken 30 seconds to drop a five-star review and share your honest feedback with me, I ask that you please do that. I use these reviews to inspire future episodes and to share the podcast with other women who, just like you, are struggling to find a sustainable, life-giving, and confident relationship with food. Until next week, my friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.